Have you ever wondered how to win more business by communicating with your clients and knowing your clients more? Or how do you separate yourself in a really crowded field when you have a ton of competition? I talked with Craig Klein from Sales Nexus about each of these things and more. I think you're really gonna like this one. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. That is right. I am Matt Wallach and I am your host. Thank you very much for coming to Sastery in the Making. Really looking forward to today's show. With me today, I've got Craig Klein. Craig, how you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Let me tell you everybody about Craig. He's the president and CEO of Sales Nexus. That's a CRM and marketing automation tool. It does lead generation for sales teams from five to 250. Sales Nexus, it's an all-in-one platform combined with services to help you automate the unique processes that drive your business growth. So once again, Craig, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, sure. I'm really super stoked to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me. Likewise, I'm stoked to have you. So tell me, what's been going on lately and what's been coming up for you guys? Well, you know, um, it's interesting. This last year, um, when a lot of businesses, of course, were having a lot of struggles, it's been really good for us because, you know, all these uh, sales teams that need, that used to be in the office needed to be in the cloud overnight. And so mm -hmm. um, we got really busy there uh, last year. And it's kind of continued into this year. I think that trend is just going to stay with us. Um, which is awesome. And so um, we've been having a lot of fun growing and uh, add, adding its capabilities to the product and things like that. we got some exciting stuff in the pipeline that I'm really excited about getting out here in the next few months. I love it. So how has your team adjusted to remote work? Or have you guys done it before? Or was it new to you guys? How'd that go? Yeah, well, see, we were super lucky because about four years ago, we went virtual. Oh, um, yeah, and we spent like six months preparing for it because we had been in an office for years prior to that, and we, you know, we kind of planned it out and sort of we started with one day a week at home and then two days a week, and we did all these sort of meetings preparing for it and everything. So um, we were when the shutdown happened, it was no big deal for us. But um, what was actually nice is um, one of the things we were able to do when the shutdown happened is we published some blogs and just kind of put all the learning that we had from going through that process four years ago out there for other people who were just kind of shoved into it and struggling so that it, we, we could help people. And it seemed like that helped a few people. That's awesome. I'm sure it did because you guys, with the six months that you had to plan, everybody else had six hours yeah. <laughs> to yeah. plan and say, uh Oh, here we go. Yeah. So uh, that's awesome that you did that and put that out there. Hope that generated some traffic for you guys. Yeah, for sure it did. Um, you know, I just can't imagine what it must be like. You know, my our our space is you know the sales world, our customers, our salespeople, and you know if you're a sales manager and you're used to coming in and walking around the room and there's your sales guys and you can see them on the phone and you can sit down with them and ask them what's going on. You can hear the conversations they're having and then all that's gone. Oh my God, I can't imagine trying to manage the sales team like that. And we've definitely heard from some customers who were struggling. That's for sure. Oh, I can imagine some of my sales teams and having to take them and go fully remote before we were prepared. That would have been a nightmare. Yeah. So glad that you guys didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. Yep. 
So I want to understand when you say that Sales Nexus is an all-in-one automated CRM tool, what exactly does that mean? Well, so with most of our competitors whose names will go unmentioned, um, you, uh, you get the CRM for your sales team and then they have some other modules that you can sort of bolt on there that'll do things like marketing automation, email marketing, uh, and other things. Um, but the challenge is it gets kind of complex because the way most of these systems of modules are, are built is company starts with one thing and then they acquire some other businesses and they bolt it all together and it's kind of a Frankenstein sort of a thing, right? Yeah, it gets wonky. Yeah. And bottom line is, you know, you don't run into a lot of salespeople who go, yeah, I love my CRM. It's so easy to use, right? Uh, and of course, that's the Achilles heel. If you can't get your salespeople to use it, then it's not going to work for the business. So, um, so what we tried to do is boil it all into one system that's driven by the sales process. So if you've got a sales team that's reaching out to customers, either in person or on the phone or whatever, um, all the marketing automation just kind of happens in the background based on their interactions with the customers. And you don't need an IT team or a, you know, three person marketing team to keep it all humming. Absolutely. What made you guys want to build the tool? What, what was it that said, Hey, we need this out there? Well, my background is in sales. And so I was a, a VP of sales for a couple of different companies here in the energy business in Houston. And, uh, you know, so I was a consumer of CRMs, right? I was trying to manage my team. Um, and, um, at the last company I was with before starting Sales Nexus, we acquired a competitor and I inherited their sales team, which was already remote. And so now I'm trying to, we were using an old tool called ACT, which back then was oh, yeah. the market leader. Um, and it was great for salespeople. Salespeople loved ACT. Um, but trying to synchronize databases from remote workers, ugh, it was a nightmare. Yuck. So, uh, uh, we actually transitioned to Salesforce uh, in their, like the first year they were on the market because they were the first one in the cloud, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so we tried to make that work and it didn't, um, you know, there was, it was very immature product at that time, but um, you know, it just didn't work as well for act as um, our, as our, you know, our salespeople didn't love it. And so we were having trouble getting them to use it. So long story short, um, that company was acquired. I had a little bit of a windfall as a result, and I had always wanted to start my own business. So the idea was to build a better mousetrap, to build. We were the first version of ACT available in the cloud. We designed the interface to be very familiar to a, a, somebody, a sales guy that loved ACT. Wow, that's fascinating. So what did you do in those early days that helped you guys gain traction? Well, we targeted ACT users, of course. Um, in fact, uh, you know, our sort of marketing strategy was to partner with um, ACT consultants, you know, the guys that you would come and have train your team in your office or whatever. Uh, you know, they were struggling with losing customers to Salesforce customers who really needed to be in the cloud. And we gave them an opportunity to sell our system to their customers and sort of maintain that relationship. Uh, so that, that helped us get started for sure. There are a lot of 
CRM tools around. What are you guys doing to differentiate your product and your services from the competition? Well, it's still really fundamentally what, what I've said about the, the ease of use for the salesperson. Um, and the, and one of the important elements of that is the ability to customize it. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, with what you want is your sales pre- person to be on the phone with a customer and everything they need is right there on one screen and it kind of walks them through. Here's the important stuff you must fill out so that I can run my reports and do my analysis as the manager and then hit next and go to the next person and call them and do it again. Right. And just be as productive as possible and not waste their time. Um, and so with sales nexus, um, that's always been one of our fundamental, um, strengths and and something we focus a lot of energy on is just allowing the customer to easily lay out that screen the way just the way they want it and not have a bunch of fluff and getting lost in multiple screens that you have to navigate through makes sense you talked about making sure what the customer wants and your customer is a salesperson how are you continuing to evolve or identify what's good for them? Or, or how do you guys make sure that you're continuing to develop the product towards your ideal fit customer? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, you know, we, we're, we're different from our competitors in that, um, again, where most of our competitors like uh, ACT, like I mentioned a minute ago, they have these certified consultants that will come and help you with training and setup and stuff like that if you need it. Um, we've never farmed that work out to others. We've always done it internally. And uh, the reason we do that is we know how important it is to help the customer get it right. Um, And if we help them get it right, they're going to be a customer much longer, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, So we build relationships with our customers that are much more intimate than most SaaS companies, frankly. Love it. Um, and so we're getting a lot of feedback as a result of that, a lot of learning about, you know, what to really make it work for their business processes, what tools do they need in the, in the platform, you know? Uh, that's, so it's, that's, that's what I love about what we do is I get to meet all these business owners and salespeople and just help them solve that problem, you know? I love that. I love that concept of, hey, let's solve your problem. Let's figure it out. Have you found, and you mentioned it, that people stick around longer. Have you found that your churn is very low because you're so connected with your audience and your market? Yeah, for sure. From a you know profitability point of view, that's our secret sauce is that um, we keep our customers. It keeps getting longer as we get older, but uh, our, we keep our customers... Last time we measured it about six months ago, uh, our churn rate is four times less than the industry average. Wow. Uh, customers stay with us four times as long. That's phenomenal, Craig. Well done on that. That's amazing. Yeah. No, it's, it's, we, we wouldn't be making money if that wasn't the case. <laughs> that we make so- money. So, so what exactly are you doing? Is it, is it, do you have people who connect with them? You said you build relationships with them. It sounded like you yourself were also communicating with them. Yeah. I get involved as often as I can. I mean, I, that's what it's, I love doing it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we have a team and so, you know, a new customer, they can sign up and set the system up themselves. The, the, uh, the interface is easy for them to, to do the customization on their own, but, um, 
a lot of people want help, right? They, it's, it's hard to know, especially if it's your first time using a CRM uh, mm -hmm. for a new business, for instance. Um, and if you're a founder, but you have never managed salespeople, you kind of don't even know what you should be having them capture about your customers, right? Mm -hmm. So we can bring all of that experience and expertise to the table and help them answer those questions and then just go set it up for them. Um, and then, you know, at the end we train their team, but by then it's not like a generic training course in our tool. It's more, okay, we understand your business processes. Here's how to use this tool in your business, you know? So it's much more impactful for the salespeople when we go live. Absolutely. Especially since you're really associating it to them. It sounds like it's, it's not just some generic stuff. It's really like, here's how your business can use the tool, can get ahead. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. We started doing a lot more, uh, um, uh, marketing help in that regard, a lot email marketing and things like that. Um, a lot of our customers are very inexperienced with that mm -hmm. and need a lot of guidance. And so now we have a team that can help uh, not only just design uh, email templates, but really work with the customers on the strategy too. And uh, that's been tremendous here in the last year or so because uh, so, so many people lost contact with their customers. Not only they get sent home to work, but now you can't call your customer at work, right? You got their office number, but he ain't there, you know? So, uh, email marketing has be been a real, uh, saving grace for a lot of sales teams. It absolutely has. And you're right. A lot of people don't understand how to do that really well, how to optimize it. It's something, you know, we work with our, and even you said before how to set up their CRM. We work with our clients. Uh, you probably know we work with software founders, helping them scale. And those are some of the most common questions. How do we set up our CRM? How do we make sure our email marketing is working? It's really some of those basic fundamental foundational things that people really need to get right early. I'm glad that you're helping your customers do that. Yeah, no, like I say, it's, that's, that's the fun part. Absolutely. So other than it sounds like really being focused on the customers, what are some of the other great things that you've done along your path that helped you guys? I mean, you've been around 19 years that helped you guys get going, get great traction, continue to accelerate. What were some of those best things you've done? Well, um, I think probably, like you say, other than really just being very, very customer focused and very engaged with the customers, uh, that's number one for sure. But I'd say number two was that, you know, initially we were just a CRM. We didn't have the marketing automation capabilities. And then we began to do our own digital marketing, you know, pay-per-click, SEO, et cetera, et cetera. And we started to learn very quickly that you needed to have a really well-managed lead funnel in order to maximize the ROI on that advertising investment, right? So that's when we built our first email marketing capabilities. It was really for our own needs, right? Um, and that was a real game changer for us because number one, the timing was really good. Everybody else was getting into AdWords too and um, uh, struggling with the same thing. And so that's when we realized that this all-in-one capability was so powerful for a sales team. Because if you think about it, when you get a lead that comes through your website, uh, you know, somebody fills out a form, um, 
you know, most organizations, even today, believe it or not, we, we run into them all the time that, you know, the, the lead goes to the sales manager via an email, right? And, you know, that guy's busy. He might not even see it for a couple hours, right? Yeah. Um, and then he just sort of arbitrarily decides, oh, yeah, I see Sam's in the office right now. I'm going to forward it over to Sam, right? Who knows if Sam's the best guy for that lead or not? Um, and it's just, you really, if you let those two hours go by in the first place, you've already kind of lost, right? Um, and then there's no way to make sure there's good follow-up and all that, right? Um, so being able to solve that problem for customers that are investing in digital marketing, that's a game changer, you know? Huge. Uh, so that a lot of people who follow me, if you're listening, you know, my four pillars to scaling software companies engage is pillar two. You've got to get them from that initial interest awareness, that initial lead to engage with you and connect with you. When they submit a lead, letting it sit there for a few hours or a few days, some companies leave them alone for a few days is horrible. You've got to jump on them right away. That is so awesome that your system is helping with that. That's fantastic, Craig. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's totally automatic now, right? I, I don't even worry about it. Um, recently, we added, uh, it was last summer, I guess, we released the ability to add into that text messages. And so that's a game changer too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's mind-blowing how often people respond to text messages. I'm still just, you know, kind of blown away by it. Oh, for sure. It's, it's, I mean, that's the way people are communicating these days. You got your phone, it's right there. It's always with you. That's really cool. Uh, I, I want to know, so that's some great stuff you did. What were some of the more difficult parts of your journey and, and what, what have you done when you were building this company that maybe you wish you would have done differently? <laughs> How much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, we, of course, there's a lot of uh, uh, stumbles along the way. Probably the biggest one um, was that our original vision for the product was to not only be the cloud-based tool that salespeople love to use because it's just simple and easy for a salesperson, but also to mobilize the, the experience. And of course, when we started, this is a long time ago, this is back before that was really a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so the, so we were, it was a great vision. Uh, but we were kind of ahead of our time, I think. Time, our timing was bad because uh, back then there were no iPhones, there were no Androids. There was uh, BlackBerry and uh, the Palm Treo. And so we spent a lot of money and a lot of time developing apps for the Palm Treo. Um, and right around the time that we got them releasable, you know, ready for prime time, so to speak. Uh, that's when the iPhone came out. Of course. <laughs> and then nobody wanted to palm anymore, and we're sitting there going, but we got these cool apps, you know? <laughs> uh, and back then, you know, porting from one platform to another was that you really couldn't do it. You were starting over, basically. Mm -hmm. And so we, we really didn't have any choice but to kind of take that mobile piece of the vision off the table for a period of time. Um, and really, only in the last, three, four, five years, have we really gotten that fully back onto the, uh, the, the board in terms of the core part of our vision for the product. And that's a lot of fun now. Uh, but that was a big distraction back then that, at, that we poured a lot of resources into. 
and it just yielded zero. You know, it's so frustrating. It's not your fault. I mean, who knew how the device wars were going to shake out and right. how big the iPhone would be? I mean, the fact that I remember when Apple came out with a phone, people were like, "Are you serious? Really? You're a computer company with a phone?" So uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, I'm glad you guys got back into mobile because obviously it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting now. We're kind of rethinking the vision because uh, now, you know, with the shutdown and everything, um, what's the what's the mobile sales force going to need in the future? Are they going to be having as many meetings as they used to? It's not going to be so much about snapping a photo of a business card and having it uploaded into your cloud. Um, we're kind of re reevaluating that right now. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, but, but it's fun, uh, fun to, uh, fun to work on those kind of things. It's, you know, uh, at the end of the day, salespeople are pretty simple animals, right? You know, they're, they're motivated by the money, of course, but most of the good ones are really motivated by the relationship with the customer, right? They want to spend mm -hmm. their time engaging with the customer, not playing around with, you know, pulling data from one thing and putting it over here and all of that. And um, so that's, that's where we try to focus our attention is just automate that experience so that everything they need is right there. And um, we have some new things we're cooking up now that'll be coming out later this year, uh, hopefully this summer to where, you know, you like, for instance, we were talking about a web form, right? Somebody fills out your web form and maybe they only, uh, fill out an email address. They don't provide you with a phone number or anything. Um, well, now we can grab for that email address. We can identify who that person is, get their phone number, their company name, their title, their mailing address. Wow. Their LinkedIn profile, all that stuff. So now the sales guy's totally armed to just go to work. You know, that's phenomenal. That's some great stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. Just I bet. Sales guy myself, you know. <laughs> I bet. So what advice would you give to new software founders who are starting out now? Well, you know, to me, it's all about the funnel, right? So when, you know, we talk to new startups all the time who are, we're helping implement our system and, um, you know, they tend to, especially if they don't have a sales or marketing background, they tend to be really hyper-focused on one part of the funnel. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really important to step back and, and envision that entire funnel, or if you want to say the, the customer's entire journey through you know, the relationship with your company and making sure that you've got the tools and technology in place to manage that journey and make sure, like you said, that you're engaging them and using, uh, you know, content and your sales team and everything else to bring them down through that funnel. Uh, it, with today's tools, you can basically automate that entire thing. But I, I think you've most most founders don't realize the importance of that until way too much water's gone under the bridge. You know. I think it's easier to build it when you don't have any customers than it is when you have a hundred customers, right? Very true. Yeah. And that's something we work with our clients on a lot is how do we define that funnel? How do we build it out? How do we structure it? So it's really smooth and you convert the most amount of possible great leads through your funnel. Yeah. Yeah. And just being able to measure the data and 
optimize each step in the funnel you know where where are we losing people and let's figure out what we got to do to what do we have to tweak to to get that extra 10 percent to come on down to the next level i agree i agree totally well this has been great craig it's been awesome seeing how you guys have done your 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 growth and separation from your competition and i i loved hearing about how you're focused on your customers and making sure you can solve their problems how shall our audience learn more about you and sales nexus well they can just go to salesnexus.com and uh you can start a free trial it's a free 30-day trial with everything's turned on it's not limited in any way and uh right now we've we've just released a guide to leaving salesforce so if if you're using salesforce and you're a little frustrated with the complexity like we talked about then uh, or or the cost is another frustration we hear about a lot um, then we've got a guide that was designed not really to sell you sales nexus but just to help you evaluate your requirements then go out in the marketplace and find the right fit for you and then most importantly We've learned how to transfer your data out of Salesforce and into another CRM successfully. And so that's all spelled out in this guide. Wow, I'm sure that's really helpful. We'll make sure we put links to that into the notes. So anybody who is watching, you'll see that down below. Or anybody who is listening, you'll see that in the podcast show notes as well. Uh, but once again, we've been talking with Craig Klein from Sales Nexus. Craig, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Matt. It's been a lot of fun. Likewise, I've enjoyed it. And for everybody out there listening, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show. That way you're going to not miss any amazing interviews we have with some of the best and brightest within the SaaS world. So thank you for coming and we will see you next time.